This is an audio-only version of the video series broadcast on YouTube. If you want to experience Me, Myself, and Die as it was originally intended, search for Me, Myself, and Die on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. Or go to www.memyselfanddie.com. All of the show's playlists, social media links, and other material can be found there. And now, Me, Myself, and Die. Well, hello and welcome back once again to Me, Myself, and I. I am, as always, your intrepid GM host and player, Trevor DeVal. Thanks so much for joining me. And, as always, do not forget to hit like and subscribe if, in fact, you like the show and you're not subscribed already. When last we were with Arn Kalapunki and Refir the Crooked, they had uh, successfully, successfully gotten to the top of a cliff where the bandits were making their camp. The bandits that had uh, captured the caravan headed south, Thorhildr's caravan headed south, as well as Thorhildr's son, Sigfast, who they apparently are keeping hostage in this place. What do we know about this bandit camp? Not a lot. We know that they are led by a bandit leader named Tahir, and his men are very, very, very loyal. Although not particularly skilled, because Arn was able to take two of them out by himself. You know, Arn's tough, but uh, these guys, these guys, they were just troublesome foes, so it's not that big of a surprise, I suppose. But he is with Refir the Crooked, who is an old man with a hot temper, as they find themselves here at the entrance to the icy caves. Now, I'm not going to do this as a proper delve, because uh, I don't think this is going to be that big of a, of, a, of a complex, but I do have some questions that I want to ask the Oracle before we begin, and my first question is about Tahir. Is Tahir a human? Is Tahir a man? I don't actually know, because it's possible that he's not. So let's go to the Oracle. Let's go to the Oracle. Gonna make that 50-50. So 51 or greater is a yes. Zero six. Tahir is not, in fact, a human. <laughs> the plot sickens. I don't know what Tahir is yet, but we will find out as we go. How many bandits are here? They're just troublesome foes, so I think that these bandits are ragtag, you know, ex-peasant kind of guy. Like, these are not trained soldiers, mercenaries. These are desperate, desperate men that have been preying on easy targets uh, in order to survive the harsh winters up here in the, in the mountains. And maybe they're br being driven forward by, out of fear, by the monstrosity that is to here, whatever that uh, turns out to be. Zero one to 25, there's five more bandits. 26 or more, there's gonna be more bandits than that. So here we go, how many bandits are there? Oh, there are in fact more than five bandits. Okay, so I think it's reasonable to assume that there's probably, I don't know, between eight to 10 bandits in this in this camp. I don't think there's there's a lot of them, maybe even fewer. They're not in great condition. They shouldn't be that hard to take down if, if uh, Arn has to, but we already know that they cannot be talked out of their loyalty to Tahir. I'm not gonna do a proper delve. I'm just gonna sort of ask the Oracle as we go. So here's the thing, Arn and Refir the Crooked are standing at the cave mouth, the wind, the icy winds blowing behind him. They can definitely see flickering torchlight emanating from somewhere down this rough-hewn corridor, such as it is. It's a cave, it's not really a corridor. But they uh, are going to very quietly make their way inside and see what there is to see. So they are going to try and sneak their way through the caves, trying to find Sigfast and the remains of the convoy. 
If they're successful in that, then they will sneak their way and we'll see what there is to see. But if they fail, then obviously there's going to be a price to pay. So let's see what's going on here. Now, here's the thing. Riffy the Crooked is very silent. So, you know, he is not at all going to hinder Arn. Uh, Arn's pretty, pretty silent too. He's, he's got the old plus three in the shadow here. So he is going to face danger using stealth. So let's see what happens when they try and sneak their way through these icy caves. Maybe drifts of snow piled up at the, at the entranceway a little bit. The, the, the outside wind kind of howling along and blowing tufts of snow still deeper into the cavern. But as they move forward as quietly as they can, this is, of course, plus shadow, naturally. So this is just plus three. Okay, that is a four. <laughs> so that is a strong hit. Whew! Good, good start, good way to start. On a strong hit with face danger, you are successful and you take plus one momentum, which means that Orin's momentum is going to go up to plus five. More importantly, they sneak their way through the caves. Now, I'm not going to put down a little map here of what the caves look like. It doesn't really matter. I think it's, I think it's safe to say that the caves have a series of intersecting tunnels. Most of them go off to small storage kind of areas with nothing of particular value or interest. Maybe they come by like a sleeping quarters. Maybe there's a couple of guards sleeping. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, but they, they are able to make their way into what must be the main chamber. So he successfully navigated the tunnels with stealth, so that is going to count as uh, two, two boxes on the progress chart. Okay, so this is the cave, uh, the sort of main cave that they sneak their way up and just, they can come around and just kind of peer around and see what the deal is over here. Or are the caravan supplies in the cave? Almost certain, 11 or greater is a yes. Yes, the caravan supplies are in the cave. That's the, 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 the cart that the supplies were on. There's no ox there, it's obviously just a cart. So I said that they passed a sleeping area. Is it possible that some of the bandits that are here are in fact asleep? Well, I think that makes sense. It is night and there were two sentries out watching, uh, uh, keeping guard. It is likely, 26 or greater, that not all of the bandits are in fact here. Wow, all the bandits are here. Okay, um, that's no good. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's going to be between eight and ten bandits here. And Tahir, what is Tahir? Well, I have an idea. Many episodes ago, when Arn was making his way north, I established that there was something called a half-giant. Now, this is not in the Iron Sworn book. This is my own invention. But it's basically, yeah, like a cross between a giant and an ogre and a really bad-tempered man. I think that Tahir is, in fact, one of these half-giants. Is that the case? Ooh, well, we know he's not human, so I'm gonna say it's likely. 26 or greater, he is a half giant. If this is not a half giant, then he is something else. What is he? He is, in fact, a half giant. Bad news for Arn. Because <laughs> as you can see, all of the bandits are here, and so is Tahir, the half giant. Good looking fella right there. Very bad news, but here's my question. Why are all the bandits awake in the middle of the night when they should be asleep? I, is it possible that Tahir, oh, oh, you know what? Of course, Sigfast. I don't know, me maybe being tormented or something like that. Why are they all here? Why are they all awake? There has to be a reason. It's gonna roll. Action and theme to give me a jumping off point to see. 76. Why are they all awake? Betray? 50. Possession. Betray possessions. Sigfast had 
seen the attack coming, uh, maybe from like a mile off or something, and he ordered some of his men to immediately bury the silver or some of the most prized, you know, silver bars. Or maybe there was there maybe there was something else in the caravan. Maybe Thorhildr had sent something of much greater value south. But Sigfast had managed to bury that item in the rock, in, among the rocks and snow, right before the uh, attack happened. And Tahir is interrogating him, and he wants to know where that item is. And I think the reason why everybody is here is because Tahir has got Sigfast this close to breaking and he is preparing, Tahir is preparing to send his men out into the world to to grab uh, those those buried, that, well, that buried treasure, basically. Essentially, he's been torturing Sigfast. Sigfast is not in good shape at all, as you can imagine. They have not yet seen Arn. They are unaware. This is Arn's only Advantage. I think he pulls back into the shadows a little bit. Refir the Crooked, hot-tempered Refir, says, What are we waiting for? We should go and slaughter them all. Slaughter them all? Are you out of your mind? There are two of us. Who do you think we are? We are true warriors. I think you are getting ahead of yourself, Refir. Calm your anger. There will be a better way to deal with this. Huh? What way are you thinking of, Arn? Hmm? Are you going to go in and talk to him and convince him to give up the, the silver and, and uh, Sigvast? Perhaps something very much like that, Refi. Perhaps something very much like that. And he puts his bow away and he pulls out the spear. Sigfast is about to break. It's clear Arn can hear his cries as, as Tahir is, uh, you know, having two of these guards basically, you know, pull his arms back behind his body really, really you know, uh, hard, maybe he's maybe he's suffered like a couple of hot poker burns to the face, like just brutal, brutal torture stuff. But Sigfast is, he's basically saying, please, no more. I will tell you whatever you want, just no more pain, please. So, this is potentially really dumb. Okay, Arn steps out into the light. Refier stays hidden in the shadows right away. Tahir, you know, he's been sort of like poking and prodding and maybe like slicing bits of flesh off of uh, Sigfat, like brutal, brutal, brutal stuff. But everyone, they turn and they see Arn appear. He's holding the spear with both hands. Tahir looks up from his torture. He growls. He's got, you know, like he's got big protruding tusks coming out of the lower part of his jaw. And he looks, the the rest of the bandits immediately grab their weapons. There's a right kafafel around here as the bandits are like, you know, grabbing weapons. They're, they're, t- they're totally startled. Arn steps boldly into the room, brandishing his spear, his grandfather's spear. And again, as soon as he does that, Whispering to Visleedy because Visleedy he wants to get the fight. Visleedy always wants to scrap. Hold, all of you. I am not here for you bandits. I am here only for Sigfast and the silver that you have stolen from Thorhildr's settlement. Well, obviously, there's a ripple of confused sort of laughter amongst the bandits as they, you know, they're kind of looking around to see what army he's brought with him. <laughs> but there is no army. Tahir steps forward, just he steps right over Sigfast. Boom, like this. Arn is forced to sort of take a couple of little steps back here. Oh, my goodness. Who are you, little man? And how dare you come in here? 
awakening to bands of Tahir the Invincible. I think he'd probably call himself the Invincible. I think because, again, Arn has Ulvatan, Tahir would normally be an extreme foe, but I think because of the spear, it reduces him to, uh, to a formidable, formidable foe, which is still, you know, kind of bad. Arn looks up at Tahir, and <sighs> this is, this is a pretty terrifying sight. This massive half-giant has just moved towards him. I think Arn has to, to endure stress. He's gonna take one stress. His spirit's gonna go down to one, and he has to endure stress right now. This is plus heart, but he does have battle scarred, so if he gets uh, strong hit, he will have uh, plus one momentum. This is at plus four, and he rolls a 10 strong hit. He's actually gonna suffer uh, minus one momentum to, in exchange for one spirit. He just got the bonus momentum from that. So basically, what that means is, he, his spirit goes back up to two. So Arn is not shaken by this large creature coming towards him, looking very threatening, very intimidating. Arn looks up, holding the spear of his grandfather in front of him, and he says, Did you really think that I would come before you without the means to best you in single honorable combat? Ooh. There is a ripple around the bandits as they realize that Arn is challenging their leader to a formal duel. Tahir sees this, Tahir the Invincible. Does Tahir the Half-Giant have any honor in him whatsoever? The same honor that the Ironlanders possess. Does he have that honor in him to accept the challenge? Um, you know? I'm gonna call it 50-50. 51 or more is a yes. 75, it is a yes. He looks down at Arn and he smiles and a deep booming guttural laugh issues forth from his vocal cords. <laughs> you wish to draw the circle with Tahir the Invincible, little bug. Then that is what we shall do. And I shall paste your brains across this cavern like paint. The rest of the, the rest of the bandits kind of <laughs> gather around. Obviously, Refir hears this, and I think from his very, very well-hidden shadowy perch, he kind of looks and he realizes at this moment Arn is doing something possibly crazy, but also clearly something demonstrating that Arn is a man of honor. And if he survives this, this could play very well with perhaps establishing a bond with the uh, Ironlander settlement. But we are not there yet. The bandits surround Arn and Tahir. They pull, uh, they pull Sigfast back. Arn has chosen to do something he's never done before, which is drawing the circle. Okay, he's challenging someone. He's rolling plus heart. There's no bond with this community, so he doesn't get that. What is the results of the draw the circle move? Okay, he rolls an eight, which is a strong hit. Take plus one momentum, his momentum goes up two, six. Choose up to two boasts. Well, <laughs> you may choose one boast in exchange for plus one momentum. He can take two, but these boasts are really dangerous. These are really dangerous. He says to Tahir, stealing himself with a grim determination that this may be the end for him, but he says, I have faced far more fearsome foes than the likes of you, half-man. But I will tell you this, this battle between us only ends in death for one of us. So that's the first one he's done, is to the death, which means <laughs> there's no quarter. 
His momentum does go up to seven. He has the option of choosing another one. I will grant you the advantage of first blood. And he takes the blade of the spear and he cuts his arm, causing himself one harm. His health goes down to three. The bandits see this and they're kind of, they're pretty impressed by this boastfulness. Even Tahir is kind of taken back by this, the confidence of this little bug in front of him. So now his momentum goes up to plus eight. It is to the death and Arn has granted to hear first blood. So they begin to circle each other, circle each other around the well, waiting, waiting for the first one to, to strike. Who will it be? Well, let us find out where we enter the fray. <laughs> okay. They are facing off against each other. This is plus heart. Who will gain the initiative here as they circle each other? And that will unfortunately be a weak hit. Better than a mess. He's gonna take the initiative. So they circle each other, they circle each other. And then, like lightning, Arn darts up and over the well, driving Uvatan towards uh, Ty, you're taking him quite off guard, and he goes to strike because he has the initiative. He's rolling plus iron. Of course, the question is always, does he choose at this point to use Bladebound with the Savage Strike? Oh boy, it's, it's tough because if he does, his spirit will be down to zero, and that's really bad. Um, but if he, if he does, he gets a bonus and he does big harm on a hit and his iron is only plus two. Oh, this is, this is, this is the tough decisions of Iron Sworn. These are the tough decisions of Iron Sworn right here. What's he gonna do? I think he has to. He darts up over the well, driving down the shaft of the spear towards Tahir, trying to impale him with the whispering blade of his grandfather. He will roll with plus one, so this is actually plus three, and he will roll a nine. Okay, okay, well, that's too bad because that's a weak hit, but it's okay, it's okay. You inflict your harm, but you lose initiative, and my, and my momentum is at eight. I can't burn away that nine. That is a weak hit. He does inflict his harm. Savage harm is plus two. That is four harm, and on a formidable, formidable foe, that is four boxes. Tahir roars in pain as this stinging insect has jabbed him with his stinger. And he is going to respond now that he has the initiative, but before that, Arn must suffer to stress, which puts him down to zero, and he must endure stress. And he's rolling with plus heart, and he rolls a weak hit, and endure stress, a weak hit as you press on. He, oh, this lead, he takes his toll, but he drives the spear deeper to here, to here in fury, and I don't think Tahir is doing anything special here. I think he is just reaching back with this tree trunk he calls a club and brings it crashing down to Arn. This is a clash. Oh, plus iron, plus iron. My goodness, the clash. He does not have the initiative. It's gonna be plus iron. Oh my God, that is going to be a failure. I have to burn his momentum here, which will turn that into a strong hit. His momentum goes back down to two, but he got a strong hit on the clash. He inflicts his harm, he has the initiative, and he chooses something else. He can either find the opening or bolster his position. Ooh, find the opening while the Well, first of all, he inflicts his harm on Tahir. Tahir brings the club down. 
Arn leaps out of the way. The club smashes that the stones of that uh, well into into little tiny pieces. He spins around and drives up with the spear, doing another two harm to him, which is fantastic. That's a total of six boxes right there. And the question is, Clash, strong hit. You have the initiative. He can either he can either take plus one momentum or find an opening and do another harm. Mm, another harm. Yeah, he's gonna take that. He's gonna take another harm. Now he's just done a strong hit on Clash. He's going to try to end the fight right now. He's gotta get sixes or less. And he gets sixes or less! Strong hit! He drives the spear into the back of Tahir. Boom! Tahir's eyes go wide with surprise but it goes further and drives deep into his spleen or some sort of internal organ, rupturing it immediately. Blood gouts from his mouth. And as he falls to the ground, his eyes lock on Arns. And it's not anger. It's not rage. It's absolute disbelief as blood is gurgling out of his massive tusked mouth. He said, Who are you? I am Arn Kalapunki. Giant Slayer. Ah, yeah, you damn right he's Giant Slayer. The rest of the rabble are just as shocked as this. So he's just killed to here. Uh, this obviously counts um, on his progress uh, to uh, rescue the caravan at Sigfast, so that's gonna be another two boxes right there. That puts him up to eight. Arn turns, he stands up on the body of the half giant, and he turns and he dresses the surrounding shocked bandits, and he says, listen to me, all of you. If you do not want to meet the similar fate as your leader here, you will pack up all of the silver, put it into the wagon, and you will help me carry it back to the settlement. The, the bandits kind of look, they are troublesome foes. They're just, they're just rapscallions, so they don't really have any you know, will to resist uh, uh, on this. So they, strong hit on that, they, they, their, their leader just got completely, like that, just completely gutted by this stranger comes in. The, the force of his will right now is compelling these, these guards to do it. But speaking of compel, that is going to be a nine. That's a six and a five, which is a strong hit. They do what you want and you take plus one momentum. He has cowed the bandit rabble into doing exactly what he says. They, with like to a man, without any hesitation, they begin to gather up all of the material and load it back into the cart. There is no horse with the cart. The, the horse was killed in the attack, presumably. So he succeeded against all odds in actually convincing these people to do exactly what he said and to bring Sigfast and the silver back to the settlement. That's gonna count for two more boxes. That's gonna fill that progress track on that vow. He will uh, try and fulfill that vow uh, when he gets back to the settlement. Sigfast is given food and water and released from his chains. While these guards are, are, are piling up the silver and the rest of the supplies onto the wagon and preparing to pull it as a team, almost like a team of mules as they begin to pull it. Arn shouts to uh, Refir, you may emerge from your hiding place, my friend. Refir comes up, he looks around at these bandits who are scurrying about desperately loading up the silver into the thing, and Refir looks at the body, the still twitching body of the dead half-giant, and Refir looks at Arn. I think it goes without saying that you have proven your honor this day, Arn. Giant's Bane? I was going to go with Giant Killer, but Giant's Bane is that's a much better name. They are able to tend to the wounds of Sigfast, have everything loaded up, and these bandits, as I said, like a team of mules, 
begin to pull this cart out into the snow. As it turns out, there is a rear entrance, by the way. Some of you are wondering, how did they get the cart up the cliff face? Well, there is a hidden rear entrance that slopes down to the back, and that is the exit that they use. A day later, so that basically the next morning, they arrive back at the settlement. Thorhildr emerges with her armed guards, seeing this, this procession of bandits pulling this laden cart with her son on it, led by Arn Kalapunki and the rear being brought up by Rafir the Crooked, who's grinning with this savage pride at, at what has happened here this day. And as Thorhildr appears uh, at, at, at the entrance to the, to the settlement, uh, Rafir calls out, You should have seen him, Thorhildr! Arn Giantsbane is a man of utmost skill and honor. We should praise and honor him with a feast in his name tonight! And Thorhildr's looking at this hot-tempered old man who normally doesn't like anybody, and she's just like, okay, <laughs> sounds good. They are able to recover the silver. The bandits, I think some of them are, they are required to swear a vow to Thorhildr and to the, the people of uh, Bleakhall, the miners of Bleakhall, that they will renounce their banditry and never again assault or attack any caravans going up. And basically Thorhildr says, you know, go and go and find decent, honorable work in the south, but never again return here. And they, they, they basically do. They're they're utterly cowed. I think that it is safe to say that at this celebratory feast with what little foodstuffs that these miners have, I mean, they were kind of preparing to, to leave anyway. So in the midst of their preparations, they pull out the, the last of their, their, their venison, their deer, the last of their bighorn sheep meat, whatever the case they were eating. It's mostly, it's mostly wild animal meat, uh, almost no vegetables here whatsoever. It's a mining camp in the winter. Uh, so they are, they are eager to get going south now with the caravan. The entire settlement or the vast majority of them have decided to go south to, to wait out the winter and they will return in the spring. At least that is that is their plan. But at that feast, first of all, we have to determine whether or not Arn uh, fulfills the vow. Basically, double tens will will screw him up. Fulfill the vow. Yes, a strong hit on fulfill that vow. It is two more XP, which he, he can spend if he wants, but I'm not going to do that right at this moment. Instead, what we're going to do is determine whether or not he forges a bond with the people of Bleak Hall. Roll plus heart. He's just fulfilled a vow, so he may re-roll any dice. Plus four. Uh, plus four is six. Don't need to re-roll because that is a strong hit. On Forge a Bond, he's going to take plus one spirit and he forges a bond. Mark a tick on your bond progress as he is at the feast and the, the miners are, are singing his praises. Refier the Crooked gets roaring drunk and he's he's telling wildly boastful tales of Arn's prowess against the half giant and, and his, uh, his, his easily dispatching the two lookouts and his cowing of the bandit rabble. It's a very, very impressive story and it immediately forges a bond with these people. Thorhildr, uh, who is normally very harsh and uh, very judgmental, she has definitely been won over by Arn. So he's going to sojourn here. He's rolling plus heart and he's got a bond now. So this is plus five. Plus five is a nine. So that's actually a weak hit. He can choose two because he got a weak hit and he shares a bond. The feast really buoys his spirits. So he's going to take plus two spirit. And I think um, he's going to provision himself as well. Plus two supplies. So his supply is going to go up to plus five. I'm going to try 
to get more spirit out of this. So he spends, Arn spends more time with them. Basically, he spends as much time as he realistically, re realistically can before they decide to pack up and leave for the south. And as the, the, the winter winds are blowing down from the north, and you know, he knows that he has to go. But he's gonna take more time consorting with these people and, um, you know, planning his route, that, that whole kind of thing. So he's going to roll again. This is again at plus five. And if he gets a hit, he will get some more uh, spirit out of this. And he will get, oh yes, a strong hit with doubles even. Beautiful. So his spirit will go up to five, and there's a doubles. Days go by. Arn has reprovisioned himself. He's buoyed his spirits. He has got ample food and winter supplies. Thorhildr comes to him. When you first arrived, you told me the story of how the dragon has hunted your family all of these years. Have you given much thought to the reason why? I confess I have not had much time to consider such things. There was silver and sons to rescue. I know nothing of dragons. All I know is that Bleak Hall has lived in the shadow of the lair for years. But the beast itself has been away hunting, hunting. And now we understand it was hunting your people. That is true. As I said to you before, the beast has been hunting my clan for, well, since time out of mind. There may be more at work in the mind of this dragon than simple revenge for a puncture wound from a spear. Do you know the mind of the dragon? I do not. But ask yourself this. Why was the dragon so bent on exterminating all of the descendants of Veslidi? I do not know. It might be something to consider before you go too far into that tower. I fear for you, Arn Giant Spain. There is a beast of a ferocity unmatched by any other in all of the Iron Lands. You will be fighting it in its home. That will be a very different encounter, I think. Arn just kind of looks at her silently, taking in her words and giving him ample pause for reflection. They say their goodbyes, their farewells, and Arn sets out from Bleak Hall, slowly trudging his way up the slope of the mountain to there in the far distance. Even now, being silhouetted against a dark slate sky filled with the oncoming snowstorms that are guaranteed going to be rushing down the side of the mountains and causing all kinds of problems for Arn. But there he sees the tower. He's so close to finally ending this threat to his people. Will he get there? What will he discover? And how will he fare? against Thalgalos. Tune in next time to find out. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, if you enjoyed the episode today, please do hit like and make sure that you're still subscribed. And if you haven't subscribed, consider doing so. Also, if you'd like to support the show on Patreon, the link for that is in the show notes below. I have all kinds of new material coming up in the next few weeks. So keep your eye out for that. Thanks so much once again. And we will see you next time on Me, Myself, 